You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 9 says, Y'all looking deflated, fellas. Don't care how bad it's been to this point. It's time to bug and hate on that team from up north. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm good, I'm bro. Always, Listen, my, my bull never goes out, bro. We, we could get curb stomped by anybody, and I'm, I'm going to come back the very next Bama. week and, and be fine. I'm good. Trust me. There's a certain amount of delusion you have being a fan, and I'm not going to lie to you. The delusion was wiped away last week. Just a little bit. Like, I, like I'm i not going to lie to you. the delusion now, huh? <laughs> like, nah, I, I refresh my car every Sunday, boy. Just, <laughs> we good. Realistically, there are still football reasons why this will be a competitive game. Why we can be in this game until the very end. But the delusion that I would have been, I would have been telling myself, man, I can see this. We're going to pick off Mill right here. We're going to be up the 21 to 13 in the fourth quarter. That one's gone. That was gone. So now I'm, I'm down to dogfight, all right, X's and O's, and something has to go our way. It, it happened a little bit. It happened. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I know it's happened to a lot of people. I ain't for the call for the firing and no coaching and stupid like that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the delusion, I, the ignorance has been taken from me. And I hate, I hate that. Nah, mine ain't ignorance. Mine's just, I'm good. Let's keep going. <laughs> Suck. It's all ad hominems from here on out. We're calling Bama fans all types of names. All that. I'm hating everything. I'm just hating. For no reason. Just hating Obama. Because uh, that's all that's in my heart right now. So, uh, Dwayne says, watching the film with Ike, I saw several wide open receivers that should have been touchdowns. Super scared. He does more of the same, but uh, pray he has the best game of his life. War. Eagle. Eagle wide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, listen, it is what it is. There were um, there were opportunities there. We just need to take advantage of those opportunities in this game if they present themselves again and go out here and, and make some plays and, and make some, some people pucker a little bit over in that portion of the state. Yeah. Let's get to the actual matchup head-to-head. Mm-hmm. Pulling up the graphic here. They're meeting 2.30, CBS game, the line, them. The final CBS game of oh, the yeah. SEC. Well, right it'll be the SEC baby. championship game next week. Yeah, regular yeah. season SEC. The one that, that actually matters. Who cares about Definitely that? Definitely the last game. Iron Bowl. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. I don't, really, I don't really care about that other game. So we, 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 this we, is the final game. We, we, it's we, the only we. one that matters. Ike, how you feeling we, about we, we, this? What you think, man? Um, listen, I've been talking all week on the morning drop about ways that Auburn could win this game. Um, those ways aren't changing today. It's going to come down to the ability of this Auburn front to be able to, well, not necessarily the front. So let's start with the Auburn offense and talk about just, hey, man, we need to figure out how to get Peyton Thorne settled back there. Because if he's feeling the, the heat, 
he hasn't been good under pressure so far this season. And, you know, I don't have a bunch of statistics in front of me talking about what his pressure, you know, that's Mike G's thing. He likes to talk about, you know, throws under pressure, all that sort of thing. What I will say is the eye test for me is he needs to figure out how to just go out there and let the football go. Stop holding on to the ball. Throw it to guys when they're open. Throw with some anticipation. Trust that guys are going to be there. He needs to figure that out this week. Um, And then defensively, we got to get pressure on their quarterback and make him uncomfortable. Make him revert back to some of that stuff that he was doing earlier in the season where he's throwing, you know, he threw a pick last week. Just we need to go out there and let our defense be the defense we've seen them be all season, getting turnovers, taking advantage of the mistakes the other team's making. Um, and we got a shot to win the football game, man. Listen, I, I'm not going to sit here. This this ain't going to be the week where I'm like, eh, Auburn doesn't have. Yes, we do. We got we do have a chance to win this game. And it's at the crib. So. He's actually pretty making sure I'm not looking at this wrong, but he's actually pretty decent in terms of pass pressure. Who is? Uh, Thorne. Yeah, it's because he doesn't throw the ball. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yeah, when he throws the ball, he's fine. But the problem is he holds on to the ball too much. However, yeah, his, from a completion standpoint, let's see how many... I'm looking at the... Oh, yeah, that's ugly. That's ugly. When he's under pressure, he's been sacked a total of 24 times on the season. Um, yeah. That's pretty bad. So, you're right. Yeah. yeah. If, if he actually was able to, to throw the football in those scenarios, and guys have been open, he, he runs himself into quite a few sacks. And that's the, that's the essential problem. Or he takes off running when he doesn't have to sometimes. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's 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 talk about it. Let's kind of pull up some of the comparison uh, charts. We can start with the Auburn offense. We're already talking about it. I will bring that up. Here we go. So we got the Auburn offense versus the Bama defense. Auburn is averaging 25 points a game. Alabama is holding teams to 17.4 points per game, which has them tied, or not tied, but have them ranked 14th nationally, second in the SEC. Scoring defense, we've seen what Auburn has done, even at home, when we were playing SEC teams that can play good defense. It's been tough for us to even break the 20-point marker. Obviously, Auburn has to do that in this game to even make it a game. How good we feel about Auburn getting, or what's the over on terms of Auburn getting 17? What do we think? How do we feel about this game? Does this coming off the performance we had a week ago where we didn't get 17 points, does Auburn figure out how to do that against Bama? I'm going to choose to believe that the trend for this team at home is not what we saw last week. I'm going to choose to believe that if we have been so adamant about the road trend that we saw, like, I don't know, we need to see it on the road. We need to see it on the road. I'm going to choose to believe that New Mexico state was an anomaly versus all of the other games that we've played at home and say, yes, we can get to 17 plus in this game. Um, 
because that's, that's only fair, right? Like if we're just if if we're gonna say, ah, man, we we haven't played well on the road offensively. It's on. It, it, yeah, let me see it on the road. Let me see it on the road. Then I have to believe that one game, because we weren't willing to say when they went on the road versus Vandy that that one game eliminated the trend that we had seen on the road. So I can't say that one game versus New Mexico State eliminates the trend that we've had on the road. I'll stick to my guns and say, yeah, we can score more than seventeen in this game. B, how you feeling, man? I'm terrified, see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. I've seen Bama get played very well by almost everybody they lined up against for most of the season. And then in the second half, after the Texas game, they lost to Texas. They did put up a little bit of a fight, but Texas was like, nah, we got it. And they had the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, to do what needed to be done and take advantage. And they got the points when they needed them. Outside of the Texas game, that second half, they are dominating. Well, South Florida, but they play, you know, some different quarterbacks then. They have tightened up second halves, and against Kentucky, they, they were tight the whole game. Like, Kentucky got ran off the field. They're getting better, and that's, what, that's really why I, I'm, I'm terrified of, of losing this game badly. I, don't, I didn't want to see them get better. I wanted to see them be the same team the entire I season. I wanted to see that South Florida game team and that Texas team. I wanted to see those two Bama teams the entire year. But what have I found with them making a decision at quarterback, sticking with him, seeing him get better, seeing their OC get more cre- creative, and utilizing his talent better ways each week? That is not what I needed to see. So I got to look at ways. All right. So how do we how do we win this game? Realistically, what's what's the the pattern? What's what's the shape of an upset for Auburn in this game? It would have to be Hugh Freeze dialing up and cooking up some things to take advantage of. You know their expected coverages. Some things he hasn't used this season so far. If we've used it, then I mean they got good DCs over there. They know how to take care of business. I, I believe that our OC and coach battery can cook up 28 points in a game like this. The question will be, as it is every week, can the players execute that plan? If you watch the film, you, you would have seen opportunities the quarterback can take advantage of, it, or the offensive line can take advantage of some cases, or the wide receivers can catch the pass in some cases. It's been about execution. That's been our worst our worst, uh, we fared worse in execution than any other facet. It, ha- it hadn't been game plan. It's the worst game plan ever. Even when the game plan wasn't great, there were opportunities to take advantage of. It may not have been the best game plan for who we had playing, but you watch film and you say, all right, quarterback's got the ball in his hands and he's looking that way. Wide receiver's open, but he didn't throw it. He ran for four yards and took a hard hit. Hey, man, what are you doing? Or passes hitting the wide receiver's hands like crazy and they drop them. Execution can't be the, the issue this game. I, I said this last week. We thought that was going to be the cleanest game we played all year because we came off of a great win and we were playing what we thought was going to be an overwhelmed New Mexico State. Still Execution was terrible. On, still waiting on holding to get in the game, B. Oh, man. <laughs> we thought we was going to get some backup snaps for holding. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's that man still over there holding the clipboard. 
So, um, how how I'm feeling is I understand exactly where we're at. An upset for us looks like the defense playing lights out for at least a half. And we find ourselves in a similar situation to where Tennessee did against Bama. Everybody's making plays, playing hard. You're up 10 points going into the half. And you come out, and you've got to have something to hold them down for the second half. Like, that is the best-case scenario. If I had to tell you, how's the game going to go for y'all to win? We got to be up 17, 7 and a half. 20 to 10 at half. Then we have to hold on. I don't know how we hold on. I've seen uh, their wide receivers somehow get wide open in the secondary every game. I'm like, hey, man, I know y'all are watching film. I don't watch enough Bama games or film to know, hey, is this, is this the same guy getting open? Every time I look at the highlights, it's like, well, Milro, it's, it's, you know, 10 yards wide open, wide receiver, nobody around him, and Milro un- uncorks one for a touchdown. I'm like, what, how? What, what? Ain't nobody got DCs? All the defenses they played that bad? Kentucky's defense is supposed to be the strength of their team. They got ran off the field in like the first quarter. We got to be up in a low-scoring game. Similar to 2021, but I don't think either offense will be uh, that. I don't, I don't think they'll be that, that tough to come by points in this game. We have got to be up at the half to stand a chance because they've proven time and time again against better teams, maybe not better defenses, but against better teams as far as their record. Second half, they've taken over. Please let us be up at the half, take control of this game, and do something with the running game. That allows us to maintain possession. If we needed a reminder of what holding the ball, maintaining possession can do for your team, we just suffered through it last weekend. We didn't get the ball, what, five plays in the first quarter, was it? Yeah. That's how you do it. Well, they, they come back in the second half. Hey, well, listen, we got the ball. Y'all don't worry about it. Y'all just over there and chill. Hold your helmets. We're going to stay on the field. That means it's going to be some third downs. You just got to convert them because we need more plays than we need points if we've got the lead that, I, that I'm talking about. That's the formula. That's what it would have to be. I really hope it goes that way. <laughs> I really hope it goes that way. Well, listen, uh, we've seen here Auburn rush offense averaging 194 carry or yards per game. Bama is holding teams to under 120 yards at 117. They rank 27th nationally in rush defense, fifth in the SEC, has only allowed one 100-yard rusher this season. Easy guess as to who that was, who achieved that feat. So rush yards are probably going to be very difficult to come by for this team. What do we think Auburn does? And when I was looking at some of the premium stats, Pro Football Focus, what I saw is for teams that are rushing against Bama, they've had a little bit more success running uh, on the edge as opposed to running right at Alabama's defense. I mean, that's been pretty much a staple of a Nick Saban defense. What does that mean for Jarquez Hunter? Um, Because he's typically been that guy who's been attacking the defense. We've seen Peyton Thorne usually running uh, a pulling and running outside uh, option. We've seen Jeremiah Cobb used on the outside. 
How does Auburn's rush offense attack this Bama defense this weekend, Ike? Uh, I mean, listen, we have the stuff in our playbook that allows us to attack on the edges. As far as Jarquez Hunter is concerned, you know, uh, he just needs to be a guy. He he missed, I think, a couple of opportunities. He wasn't the same patient runner he had been the last few weeks. Um, I think he was he was running a little anxious, particularly because he wasn't getting the opportunities as often. So when he got the ball, he wasn't being as patient as he had been. Um, if he stays patient, he'll find the ability to get out there and, and get to the edges with, you know, bouncing the ball outside or anything like that. And I think that's where that success for him is going to be. It's just it's not going to be the first cut. It might be the second one. And he needs to use his athleticism to make it happen. Um, and hopefully that will be the case for him. But um, having said that, and I talked about this a little bit in our film review. We didn't see a single speed sweep to Jeremiah Cobb or right. anything like that. Um, we need to figure out how to get those guys who specialize in getting those, you know, speed sweeps, whether that's Betty out in the flat. We need to work the perimeter of that defense in order for us to be able to be a good team versus Alabama. That the 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 ex the the. The, the blocking that needs to happen on the the, the edges mm. where you're talking about tight ends and wide receivers seems to be their best game doing it. it. needs to be their best game getting those blocks secured on the edges, and that's how you're going to be able to generate offense. And then Jarquez Hunter can be more successful because they have to play it more honest out there. They can't just crash you know, uh, a cornerback to blitz off of the edge. They can't just bring a safety down in there because that's going to be the edge defender. That additional linebacker in the box needs to be more disciplined instead of crashing down, right? So you've got to attack them. Um, if you're not going to go vertical, which, you know, listen, our offensive line has not been giving enough time for folks to go vertical considering how much blitzing there's happening that means that you have to tack them horizontally with the quick passing game and with the the speed sweep stuff and and that leads me to the pass game here and be will you can chime in as well we saw what new mexico state did in terms of uh, their game plan for pretty much daring auburn to throw i didn't i missed to watch the film ike uh you can kind of reiterate that for those who were unable to see it I would imagine, I mean, that's pretty much what teams will try to dare Auburn to do is pretty much what New Mexico State dared them to do. And we couldn't do it enough. I mean, there were some seam routes that were open throughout the game that we either just didn't see or we attempted, got one. That was a touchdown uh, pass that we threw. Others we missed. I'm pretty sure other teams may do something similar. I would imagine Bama would probably do something similar in an effort to stifle the run. Who knows? But what what, what say you, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's if if they want to win the football game, they'll do that. If they want to take the Georgia route and be, and be stubborn and say, we'll just make our front seven beat you, then they're going to have a tough time. I, I, I firmly believe that Auburn will be able to get a few things going if Bama wants to say we're just going to play it straight up and we've got the athletes they're going to we're going to surprise them a little bit but if they decide that they're going to do the blitz and stuff then then Auburn's going to have to figure out how to get the ball out quickly and and outflank them in a couple of scenarios be will your thoughts man we can find room to rush the ball i think we can find room to rush the ball for the on these guys I wonder what the, the plan of attack is going to be, though. I mean, we, we know that if you look at us on tape, you're going to say, all right, so their quarterback can't handle pressure. Let's get after him, get to him. He'll start holding the ball, thinking too much. He'll run for two or three yards. We'll get him down. They'll be punting, and we'll win the game. 
I know we have some really smart, talented coaches on this on the staff. I got to think that they have something to counteract that plan of attack. But I think it all is going to be told in the first couple of drives, honestly. The first couple of drives, how when we have come out and the scripted drives go well, we're good for the whole game. Whole game. It never really slows down. I mean, we every drive we're not scoring, but when we want to get back to the past, we've had opportunities to get back to it. If what we plan initially does not work, it seems like the pass becomes less of an option. I don't know if the coaches call run more, but it doesn't matter because we're not actually going to be able to connect in the passing game if we don't get it going early. So I expect the coaches to make Peyton Thorne throw that ball early. Again, I do have confidence that they're good coaches, that we have good coaches, especially when it comes to offense. I'm, I am just praying <laughs> that whatever they got scripted works. First, successful first down, successful first two drives, and at least make this interesting. Because then, then it'll be then everything will be open. It's so so. I don't know how much um, in NFL anybody watches. I just like football a lot. It's really weird when you watch a game, and the types of games that I watch in the NFL, they they have like these scripts that they tend to follow. If teams come out scoring, they usually keep scoring the whole game. If teams come out and it's like, all right, it's 7-3 at the half, like they're not going to come out of the half and it's going to be like a 34-30 to 30 game. It's just not. like they, They're on to each other. They know what the other team wants to do. And it's not like, oh, well, we just moved this one piece and everything will open up. No. You, the way you call a game when what you thought was going to work didn't work, the play call is tightened up. They're like, oh, they're on to us right there. Mm-hmm. Mm, all right, so we got to... We got to dial it back a little bit. Let's see what we can do here. If you ever watch, you watch Zach Wilson try to play uh, quarterback on offense for the Jets, that, Ain't that's watch telltale. No more. The OCs don't trust you. You don't trust what you see. And the defense is good enough to know that. So anything that an OC wants to do, well, what's something safe I can call for this quarterback that he won't mess up? You think the defense doesn't know that you don't trust his quarterback? We can tell by these little weak screen passes you call. And you don't trust him? <laughs> you don't trust him, obviously. So, we're going to come play everything short. We're just going to cheat up because you ain't finna throw down field because the minute you feel a little pressure, you're going to fall. Game over. You can't call plays like that and expect to win a game like this. You can't. So, you have, to, you have to open it up. And this is something that, well, we've talked about this before. I don't see the advantage of tightening up your play calling. Because if you're scared to take those shots, then you're definitely going to lose because the defense doesn't think you're going to take them anyway. So they're expecting you to do exactly what you, what you want to do, which is play safe. Which is also why I don't know why you keep a quarterback in if he's spooked. If he's too scared to hit the open man on the play because it, it takes some anticipation and yeah, there's some traffic down there. I mean, not like double, triple coverage, but I don't know. He hasn't separated enough. Man, if you don't throw that ball because you're not throwing the ball, we're losing. You not throw into to wide open wide receivers or wide receivers who will be open in a second, we're losing. And if you are too scared to pull the trigger, again, told y'all plenty, B. Will says, get him out of there. Put somebody else in. Don't stay with a quarterback who is scared to make the correct play or is too antsy to make the correct play. It hasn't worked in our favor. Not one time have we said, well, we'll just play this safe, and it worked. It doesn't work. 
If you're not good enough to go out there and play the game that you know will take advantage of their defense, you're cooked. So you can lose like that, boring and slow, with three or four possessions to end the game at the end of a game, and you do nothing on offense, which is pretty much what we did last week. Or make it spicy. Hey, throw a couple of picks. You finna go, you finna be the, the, the scapegoat for this anyway. Why not? Push it downfield, man. We're gonna have opportunities. I'm getting back around to I'm sorry. We're going to have opportunities here because I think our coaches have cooked up opportunities the entire season. Execution has been where we failed. You come out, you throw early, you make the room for the run game to be successful. And honestly, it seems like the wide receivers stay engaged if you get them engaged early. If the wide receivers mm-hmm. start off making those catches, they're they going to stay alive for this game. They're going to be lively the whole time. Maybe they even do a little more blocking, a little more quality blocking, let's say. Because they're engaged, man. And same thing for Peyton Thorne. If he feels like, oh, they're catching the ball? Okay. Well, I'll make that throw now because I think they're going to catch it. They just got to get it going early. The room will be there for the run game. We know that's the best part of our offense. But the thing that's going to unlock it, if we got eight guys in the box, if New Mexico State can stack the box and stop us from running, you know damn well the Bama can stack the box and keep us from, from running. Like you, They don't even have to put a bunch of guys back there. They've got the best cover guys that we've probably seen all season. So it's not like they would even be hurt by putting seven in. Like, no, seven, cool, seven can do it. And if not eight, because y'all can't throw the ball. We've got to open it up. We've got to find room for these wide receivers. Make room for everything else. Because if y'all only going to keep six in that box, we're running on you. Seven on that box, we're probably still running on you. Maybe. Because we might be that good running. Eight, we ain't in a prayer. Got to open it up early. We now move on and talk defensively. We've seen what Auburn has been able to do this year. Again, last week was a head-scratcher of sorts. Um, Again, I expect more inspired play this week. Um, Alabama has been running the ball, averaging 176 yards per game, fifth in the SEC, our rush, our rush defense shows up at times and plays pretty well. Did not have a good game last week. What are we expecting this week? Start with you, Ike. I think the defense is going to be fired up this week. I don't think that um, they realize they didn't play anywhere close to their best game. And they also realize that in order for Auburn to have a shot, they have to be on point. And so I think we are going to get one of the best defensive performances we've seen thus far from this team. The question that you have to ask yourself is how much help are they going to get from the offense to not have to be on the field every single time rescuing them over and over again. But I think this defense is going to come out here ready to cause havoc this weekend. They, upon watching the film again, I felt like uh, at the game, it felt like, oh man, the whole second half, the defense just wasn't playing well. That was That's not actually true. The defense didn't really start to like get gashed. They had the one long run on that first uh, drive for New Mexico State in the second half. But after that, the defense was salty until the very end of the game where it was like, you know, just the dam broke on them. But when you go back and you watch, they gave up that first drive and then the rest of the second half, they were solid. Uh, it was just kind of a couple of ridiculous plays being made out there. Um But then you go into the second half again, you give up that one big run and then the defense starts to like, all right, cool, let's let's buckle down again. 
I think we're going to see a good game from the defense. For me, it's going to come down to how well we are disciplined in the run game, because if we're not disciplined in the run game and we're not doing too much where we're trying to like, okay, we got to stop run, got to stop the run, and we're disciplined with our eyes, then the play action stuff that Bama does to get those wide open receivers that you guys talked about isn't going to be there, right? The front seven, particularly our linebackers, need to make sure that they're playing a clean game this time, tackling more soundly. A lot of the stuff that you saw from uh, New Mexico State was just poor tackling on Auburn's part. Sound tackling and and good linebacker play should stifle what Bama wants to do offensively. And then, again, when you get them into those third and long scenarios, that pass rush needs to get there. Jalen McLeod, I said that this morning, Jalen McLeod needs to have frequent meetings with Jalen Milrow. It needs to be a Jalen meeting in the back in the backfield, and the McLeod needs to win that meeting. So uh, I am looking forward to seeing that happening. Corey Dub asked this question: If we hold Bama under 100 yards rushing, do yes. we win this game? Yes. Hmm. If Bama can't get to 100 yards, I think that that's a good sign for Auburn. Um, yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's a good question, though, Corey. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And and so so what it sounds like the the pass game opens up when Bama has success running the ball. Whether it be Milrow or McClellan or whoever they got running the ball, once they're able to have some success there, they're able to pretty much punish teams throughout the through the air at that point. Okay? All right. All right. Turnovers. Yeah, we need to Turnovers. see it come back this week. Um, Bama hasn't put the ball on the ground a lot, so yeah, fumbles not is not going to be a thing. But again, I think if the 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 bad thing, the bad thing is that Jalen Miro has gotten better as this season has progressed. He's gotten more comfortable in what they've asked him to do in this offense. They haven't asked him to do a ton of things. Right. They've they've really condensed what they're asking him to do. But what they have asked him to do, he's done well. And he's been more patient with trying to get the ball out. But he also. um, A lot of what he does is improvisational, right? Like it's not necessarily the flow of the offense. It's him being able to extend plays and then guys getting open on on that kind of stuff. So that's why I think that the pressure has got to be there and just force him into making some bad decisions or some quick, not necessarily, well, bad, yes, because it'll be a a play in our direction, but speed him up a little bit. You have to make him start to feel like that pocket is collapsing too often on him and he's going to take off running before he needs to or he's going to try to get rid of the ball before he needs to. Speeding his clock up is going to be very important for Auburn. You already named Jalen McLeod as kind of a guy you need to have an amazing game. Be will who comes to your mind on this Auburn defense who has to have a big game? Marcus this- Harris. Marcus Harris. He he has been our best run stopper on the D line. He needs to beat his man, get into the backfield, and make it difficult for their running game to get going. Tackles for loss absolutely wins you this game because that's what they need. They need the run game to work. If you're going to be in the backfield, the run game's not going to work. And they, they're not just going to start pitching it all around because if one of our front four can be that disruptive, we don't have to send a lot of dudes. I don't have to send the run blitz if you're just going to beat your man. Just beat your man. Get in the backfield. Run game done, get started. It's not they can't. Like, they just won't score any points. But 
you make it very difficult for, like I said, run game is what makes it possible for those wide open <laughs> highlight plays that we see with the wide receivers just completely uncovered downfield and all those busts. Get into that backfield. Make it interesting. Marcus Harris has been our, our best guy to do that, especially on the defensive line. I hope he has a monster game because he showed up really best in our best games. Georgia, Texas A&M against uh, their offensive line. Um, there was another game where he went absolutely crazy. I can't remember what it is right now, but LSU as well. He played pretty well at LSU, all things considered. But yeah, Marcus Harris, that, that's who I want to see show out. Plus, it's, it's stock time for him. It's draft stock time. He's going. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the best team he's played this year. And this is going to be his all attentions here because this is essentially a quarterfinal. Well, no. What's before quarterfinal? Whatever's before the quarterfinal is probably a round of whatever the total number is because Bama has to win this game to still be in college playoff contention like they think they are. But they're going to go to the SEC championship game regardless. But if they lose this game, there are a lot of other teams out there hoping and wishing and praying that Bama can stay uh, out of the picture. Two losses. Florida State's going to be hoping that they can hold up their end of the bargain because a 12-1 and Florida State losing the ACC championship game, you don't want to have that one loss, and Bama's only got one loss, and Georgia only has one loss because they did lose to Bama in the ACC championship game. This game matters. Everybody's going to be watching it. It's not just a foregone conclusion. It has significance in the national picture, so show up. I think you will. I hope everybody else does too. <laughs> Uh, I can't pick one player. I, I'm just going to pick the linebacker, the second level. Mm-hmm. The linebackers have to have a good game. From Austin Keys to Eugene Asante to Nixon, like those guys need to have a good game. Those guys can't be out of position. Those guys have to be, they have to be very good in run defense this weekend. Um, this is going to be the Cam Riley game. Mm. Okay. Cam Riley game. He is going to either do something amazing and come up with some big plays or he's going, I I think they're going to rely on him pretty heavily this game to be a guy that's going to go out there and blitz. And he has been solid in the run game, not great, but solid in the run game. And only reason I say not great is because I have to take New Mexico State into account for that. But prior to the New Mexico State game, he had started playing better versus the run. This is going to be the Cam Riley game for Auburn. If he plays well, I think Auburn's going to do well defensively. Um, but again, I, I have all season, and it's not gotten better, don't think that the offensive tackles for Alabama are great at handling speed rushers. So if we get an opportunity to figure out how to get Jalen um, McLeod isolated on one of those tackles, he's going to be able to handle business against those guys. Just because I don't think that they handle speed well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're big guys, and they you know they can push people around, but they don't handle speed well. And so I think that that's going to be a big focal point is figuring out how to get the rushers off of the edge to be sudden right get into the pocket quickly but not overrun the play where he can escape um and that's get the out. part that scares me I, yeah right when, when you're coming after uh this is a guy who can just make you pay if he gets past those guys rushing because there's gonna be no one there um so that that's something i'm gonna be keeping an eye on how disciplined do we look when we do rush the, the qb um for sure secondary 
bit of a redemption game here. Um, what do we think? I mean, obviously, I, to, to Ike's point, I think the strength of this team is their ability to run the football. Mm-hmm. What do we expect out of our secondary in this game? Well, unfortunately, I think they're going to have to send the secondary players to create and, and maintain pressure over the course of the game, and we're going to be vulnerable if we do that. But if we mix up looks quite a bit, do some things that we haven't done yet this season, we got a chance to surprise them, keep them in check, um, get a couple INTs. I just I don't want to see that that highlight play that I've seen from them. At the very least, make them make some tough catches. If they're going to catch some some long passes on us, okay, all right. Well, yeah, listen, they were falling out of bounds, toes in bounds, and caught it with his, just his hands right before he fell and hit. Like, make some tough catches. DJ James has been um, playing his way back into the form. I think we thought we would see him in all season, and his coverage has been sticky. Good. Love to see that. Keontae Scott's still been a baller back there um, all over the field, really. Tackling when he's playing the run game, uh, pressuring the quarterback. I I expect the the experience of the secondary is what gives us a chance to stifle them at all, because in in the absence of true pass rushers that on both sides, you at least have the opportunity to generate pressure with an extra man, and doesn't have to be a linebacker. However, we just we can't get caught sleeping. Um, you know, I la- I laughed at Tommy Reese <laughs> the beginning of the season. I ain't laughing no more. I ain't yeah. laughing no more. Um, he's doing some different stuff. I, I saw like some speed sweep stuff from them that I didn't see, but it was like week nine or something. I'm like, y'all just well, worked that out? One of, one of the things that I did here when they talked about, I think I forget what game it was, but they once they went with Milrow, they basically tweaked that offense around mm-hmm. him, which meant it looked far different than what we saw early in the year when – they had their standard offense, but we're still looking for a QB to fit that offense. That offense is tailored to him now. So that's why you're seeing new stuff from Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question, gentlemen. Ron Roberts, how aggressive is Auburn going to be in this game? Are we sitting in the house? What are we um, doing? Are we are we a bit more are we disguise what what are we what are we going to do defensively? Because we saw us get beat a lot with the pressures we tried to bring last week. What do we do this week? Yeah, we weren't being very like the, what we did pressure wise last week is again that's anomalous. I, I don't think that we are very imaginative in the way that we were bringing some of those pressures last week. And if we're if we're being honest, those pressures did get home quite a bit. They just didn't go and wrap up and tackle. Mm-hmm. So again, I, I think when you think about the game, it feels bad because you're looking at the final score as opposed to like the defense didn't play as poorly as you feel like they did. You just got to go out there and make the tackles that were there in front of you a little bit more often. Um, But to answer the question, do we bring the house often? I don't think so. Um, I think that we're going to five is probably going to be the most we'll bring consistently, but we'll probably only rush four for the most part. And, um, and we're going to figure out how to, you know, bring it in different ways. A lot of that simulated pressure zone blitz stuff that we'll see, you know, the uh, star player coming off the edge or a a linebacker coming through a separate gap. Like we're going to do that sort of stuff. I think more often than we're going to send additional people. Um, So um, yeah, I don't, because I think, again, I think with Jalen Milrow, you have to make him think a little bit more. And with that, that means you have to be a little bit, 
deceptive in what you're showing pre and post snap. So you'll show something pre snap, but you'll go into something else post snap, mm-hmm. and it'll bring it'll, you'll bring a guy from the second level, but then you'll drop somebody back out from the first level, and that he didn't see coming, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. How many points does Auburn? We see Alabama's average points per game. What Auburn is averaging? We already said what Auburn needs to score or what we feel Auburn may need to do in order to, to score 17 or over 17. What do you, we need to hold Bama to in order to really have a shot in this game? <sighs> it needs to be under less than 21 points. 20 is the absolute most they can score when we win this game. The absolute mm. most. So you're talking about a serious defensive struggle. Yes. Uh, basically an Arkansas, a repeat of the Arkansas game. We would have, we, yeah, we would have to make them look like that. Which I mean, I don't, I don't know if. <laughs> talking about defensively a repeat of the Arkansas game. That's um, what I'm saying. Like because yeah, it was yeah. 23, 20, 23, 20, I think was the score of the Arkansas Bama game. So Bama needs oh, to the score Arkansas, 20. Bama game. I got you. I got yes. You. Okay. 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 I'm not talking about what we did to Arkansas. But yeah. It was 24, 21. 24, 21. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it needs to look like that. It needs to look like that. No, 24, and we. We they can't score twenty four points now. Now on our offense, not with our offense get on the field, not with what they've been for the majority of the season. We need to keep that score. I think low. Really, I want to say less than twenty points. Honestly, less than yeah. twenty points. I mean, so their their lowest total points. We're going to take South Florida out of there because we realize that's anomalous based upon kind of how they've changed things around. But they scored twenty four versus Ole Miss, twenty six versus Texas A and M, and twenty four versus Arkansas. So that's the kind of game we need to get into is one of those three types of situations. I think I, I'm not going to go as low as 20. I, I was going to say you got to keep them sub 27 really to have a prayer. Um, but 27, I think, is the number. Not to, not to say that we are going to score more than 27, but I think to give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter, that's re- around where it needs to be. I, I think through three quarters, it needs to be sub 20. Yes. Okay. Um, and so that you give yourself a chance in the fourth quarter. I agree with that. Uh, I I don't know how you shut them out in the fourth. So, yes, having them under 20 going into the fourth, most definitely for sure. Um, but, yes, a- Alabama can't score. They definitely can't. They definitely can't score over 30. Ike, they may have to no more. Yeah, they have to be sub 27. If they get over 24, I don't like our chances in this game. 